The Peak Performance Mentor Podcast. The podcast for coaches and athletes where we talk about mentoring and developing athletes of significance. Each week we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you beyond the X's and O's on your quest to achieve significance and peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach. Well, I think the the biggest thing that I can give to kids, you know, and as as they're progressed through the sports is through their education and everything else is, is just giving them a positive influence because there's so much negativity around everyone now. There's so much pressure put on the kids to perform in the classroom, to perform on the field. And my my thought, as I did with my own kids, and it was successful, and my wife felt the same way, is let's take the pressure off them. Let's let them be kids. Let them live their life and not have, it's not about the wins, the losses, the great point average. It's about their effort. If they're given the effort, and if it's good or bad, that's all they can do. Episode 16. Today's guest is no stranger to the world of soccer. In fact, the Twillman family has been involved in soccer their entire lives, from the youth ranks all the way up to the professional ranks. Many of you might know his son, Taylor Twillman, who is an ESPN analyst and played professionally for Major League Soccer. We're excited to welcome Tim to the podcast today. Tim is a native of St. Louis where he lives now in Chesterfield, Missouri with his wife of over 20 years. Tim attended St. Louis University High School, SIUE as a college, and was a two-time sport athlete. Upon graduation, he played professionally for 10 years. Once he hung up his cleats, he started to build a business in the St. Louis area. Currently, he has a new business called Choose It Right, and he is also the founder of the Twillman Soccer. We're excited to have Tim on the show with us today. Tim, did we miss anything? Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Yeah, and not, not, you know, the, just to give you a little bit more background about the sports in my family, it's been um, it's quite amazing because you know it starts off with my uh, father-in-law who played professional baseball for 18 years. I have a brother-in-law who's been on the PGA Tour for 25 years. I have uh, three. Uh, brothers that played professional sports, myself and my two boys played professional soccer. So sports has been our, our life. And, it, you know, and I, I continued on that, you know, through my playing days as well as after, as you mentioned, you know, I've been, you know, I work um, with student athletes and students, you know, for the last 10 years or so. And it's, it's been very rewarding to stay in the sport. It really has. Well, that's uh, you know just hearing the background that you've had and that you've been staying involved in sports. It's great to really talk with you because what I want to talk about is your mentors and really what what's allowed you to stay involved in sports for so long. And and that really has to start with some mentors that have been part of your life. And so as we go into this first half, and we know that mentors really help uh, help us see further in our lives and and see opportunities that we might not have been aware of. Can you maybe speak into a couple of the mentors that you've had during your journey to where you are today and the lessons you've learned from them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, when I look at a mentor, there's been several of them, right? Because there's, you know, if I say I had one, you know, I'm I'm 62 years old, okay? So I've had plenty of mentors throughout my life, okay? And the biggest, I think the, the biggest thing that I realize is the mentors that I had at every level of my playing days 
he's always been one. My high school, you know, it's always been a coach for me because sports has been my life. But, you know, my high school coach and in soccer was one of them. My college coach, you know, my coaches at each professional team I played at, which was a few teams. So all of them had an impact. It wasn't, you know, when I think of a mentor, that can be a positive thing and it also can be a negative thing. So I, I learned from my mentors, you know, on the negative side as well, on what not to do. All right. So there's been a lot of good things that's happened throughout my life. And the biggest mentor that I could really pinpoint right now would be my college coach. His name was Bob Gelker. He was an Olympic national and a national team coach. Um, he passed away very young from a heart attack. But my, my freshman year in college, I was in a real serious car accident the first two months of my uh, college career. Um, and he would, you know, my recovery meant that I had to be at school like at 6.30 every morning for him to help me get back into shape. He was there every morning by himself doing everything he could to get me back. And it just showed me the dedication and commitment that a coach has to have to every single athlete, not just to the team as a whole, but to every athlete and every athlete's needs. And that, that one sticks out to me more than any of the other ones throughout my career. And I had, you know, that was when I was 18 years old and I played till I was 32. So you can see that it had quite an impact on me on, on the amount of effort that he put into his coaching made me realize as a player that I could do the same. So, and, and I've continued that throughout my coaching and my mentoring as I've gotten older as well. Well, you you bring up something that you know, just in that last statement you said that I'd like to I'd like to tap into that, and this is one of the things that you know, over the last couple of guests we've really talked into because I, it really is powerful, and I would like to learn more from it. Let's talk a little bit about you being a mentor. What what has been the value for you being a mentor to others, and what have you gotten out of that experience? Well, I think the big, the, the biggest thing that I can give to kids, you know, and as, as they're progressed through the sports, is through their education and everything else is, is just giving them a positive influence because there's so much negativity around everyone now. There's so much pressure put on the kids to perform in the classroom, to perform on the field. And my, my thought, is, as I did with my own kids and it was successful and my wife felt the same way, is let's take the pressure off of them. Let's let them be kids. Let them live their life and not have – it's not about the wins, the losses, the great point average. It's about their effort. If they're given the effort and if it's good or bad, that's all they can do. So, you know, and I, I found that out more so as I progressed through my career, especially with the business I'm in now, so much pressure put on the kids. If I sit and talk to a child about college, the way that the nerves that are involved in that is insane. It should be a very exciting time to move on either to play or not to play. It doesn't make any difference. It, it's just that I, if I can be a positive influence to them, as, as I have learned from my own mentors growing up, I feel like I've had a successful life. You know, I feel like I've contributed to what I can contribute. Right. And, and you know, I, I like where you're going with this and talking about, you know, we have, we have so many pressures on the kids right now. Um, Hey, I've been talking with a couple of people about this. How, how do you think we can fix that? I don't know. I, I mean, I think it has to start. I feel everything starts at home. All right. So I don't, you know, we can blame it on the teachers. We can blame it on whatever, whatever you want to blame it on. But 
but to me it starts in the home and the pressure has to come away it has to be taken from the parents right it has to be taken away from the kids and the parents have to start the process because then they're going to carry that over you know i see that as as i've coached you know the parents are putting pressure on the kids you know the big game on wednesday you know big test on thursday and the kids are just you know this need to let them be they're going to succeed okay or fail but they need to do do it on their own okay and they can't be forced into it and i think everything starts at home to be honest with you i don't care what it is you know your moral upbringing your you know your habits that you learn from your family your parents everything starts right there at home and if we can if we did that the world would be better to begin with because it just would spread throughout the community I, that's a great point, and I think it's a, it's a really important point that parents need to hear. And if you don't mind, can, can we just go dig a little bit deeper with that? Because, you know, your son has been very successful, you know, and, and he's continuing, you know, we, we can see, we see his face, you know, on the soccer world. And so through, obviously, his successes he's had, there's been some pressures. Can you maybe speak into a little bit about how you've raised him and how you guys helped mitigate the pressures he might have had early on in his career? Oh, yeah. Well, there, to be honest with you, like in, within our household, which has all been professional sports forever, um, sports wasn't a, con, you know, a conversation every, at every dinner table. It was just part of our life. So, you know, we would always say, you know, all three of my kids felt the pressure just because of their upbringing. But it, it was good. Okay, because of that, good things were, you know, made available to them, good opportunities. Now, they had to succeed and do them, and we, we gave them those, those opportunities. But we had no pressure on them to, to do, you know, I didn't have pressure on Taylor or James or my daughter Alexandra to play the sport of soccer. They, they played all their sports through high school, which wasn't highly accepted, you know, from other coaches. But I wanted the kids to grow up as I grew up and experience life, not experience just one thing and, and let that, you know, let that one thing be successful or not. You know, they didn't, didn't have much of a childhood if everything's focused on just one aspect. Okay, and that's not to say that I'm anti-club or anti-anything. I am just pro-kids. And pro kids, meaning let the kids just play and let the kids be. And I, and I felt, and Taylor felt it, James, my daughter Alexandra, they all felt the same way. There was pressure, but we would alleviate pressure if we saw it. Okay, so if we felt the kids were under pressure when they were 10 or 12 years old, hey, we took a weekend off. And I didn't care what a coach said. I, I took the weekend off because, as I mentioned earlier, this is my family. As, Christian, you have your own family. It's all the same thing. You have to make decisions that's good for your family, and we did that. And it wasn't always acceptable, you know, and, but it worked. It really worked, and, and I, think that, I think the kids can speak to that today if you were to ask Taylor right now. I think he would say the same thing. You, I, I just love hearing you, you say these things because, you know, I, you, we've talked about it. I, I'm, I'm coaching some club soccer right now. I, you know, I'm back into the college game also with what we're doing. But I've even, I even tell my own parents of the, of the teams that I'm coaching, I actually have a required weekend off. You know, we, That's we're, awesome. We're, we're just so – personally, I need the break. I mean, if, right. for, me, for me to be an effective coach, for me to be able to give everything I have to them and to be able to, to come every day, I need to have that break also. So, you know, the first, 
in the fall when I was working with 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 this group of kids, it was like every weekend there was games. Every weekend there was games, and so I I talked with the DOC and I said going into the spring, I'm making sure that once a month, my teams have a weekend off, and I want them to go spend the time with their families. And so it was it was really easy. Intentionally, I was able to give them. I gave them President's Day weekend off, so they had the full right. weekend with their family. I'm giving them Easter weekend off. So there's no pressure to feel like you have to commit. Con- right. And you, and you, right. And you know this from just your parents, too. So you know this is parents pressure. Like, you know, the, if you take the kids and say, you know, you get to stay home this weekend, they don't really care, right? They right. can say, don't say, oh, man, I want to play them. But all you have to do is take it away, and in, in 10 minutes they're in the backyard or doing something. Right. So, it's really, it's really become more of pressure. It's like a parent. It's more of a the club business, whatever sport it is, more of a parent thing and not for the kids. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's really, it's sad because, you know, they talk about the development of soccer, the development of baseball, whatever the sport may be to get to the next level. We got to, we got to get it. We can't burn the kids out when they're young. So when they're 13, 14, 15, they're still excited to play, and that right now is not happening. Right. Okay? And, you, you know, they should be excited to have that uniform on on the weekend when they're 14 years old, not like another game. So, exactly. I mean, it's – yeah, yeah exactly. so anyway, so that, that's one point that I could go on forever, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I get it, but, you know, as, as we wrap up this first half, I think I would just summarize this first half as we're talking about it. You know, there was a couple of real key things that came out. Number one, you know, your coaches, and now as a coach, and I've been a coach, we are, we are mentors to these young kids. We are mentors yeah, to them, totally. and at some level, we're the mentors to the parents, and we need to help mentor the parents. So as, as a coach, as a mentor within this world of sports, it's, you as a coach can give permission to take some time off to be a kid, to be a family. And, and when the coach gives permission to that, I think the parents will jump all over it. And, and that oh, you I do will, too. You'll, you'll actually take some of the pressure off the parents. So if there's one message I can, I can take out of what we just talked about in this first half is, hey, coaches, mentors, give them permission to have some time off. And you'll actually see that you have an athlete that's more excited when they come back. Absolutely. And you know from being a player as well, when you come back after a time off, you're excited for training. Okay? It's, it's not, you know, it's not drudgery and, and, and difficult. You, I mean, they're, they're buzzing around, they're playing well, you know, and, and it works. It definitely yep. works. Great. Well, let's uh, get ready to head into halftime. But before we head into halftime, we want to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you know Jake or someone like him? Jake is trying to run a soccer club, and running a soccer club is a lot of work. Our volunteers have big hearts, but the paperwork, registration, phone calls, and customer service can be overwhelming. Jake needs help, and SoccerOffice.com is here to help Jake, as well as all the listeners out there that are just like Jake. My friends at SoccerOffice.com run soccer for you, so you can spend time on the field doing what you love, coaching the kids. Connect with Adam and Jamie at SoccerOffice.com and let them run soccer for you. At Volta, we use them for our office support. You'll be glad that you connected with them. Today's recruiting process is getting crazy. 
College Fit Finder is a solution. Let's be clear. Grades and ability mean nothing if a college coach doesn't know who you are. You need to be proactive. Be relentless. Otherwise, someone else will be taking your spot. If the college coach doesn't know you exist, can they really be recruiting you? College Fit Finder provides solutions for high school students and their families to combat the obstacles faced during the college recruiting process. Volta has partnered with College Fit Finder on our Athlete of Significance Recruiting Education Program. Whether you use College Fit Finder through Volta or contract with them directly, they will provide you with the tools you need to navigate the recruiting landscape. Connect with them today to discuss your situation and the solutions that are available to you. You can connect with our sponsors on our website, voltacoach.com backslash podcast. Make sure to click on podcast details for each of the individual shows. Well, Tim, as we go into halftime, we like to call these our, 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 our quick questions. And, and really what it is is we're, we're, we're going to hit on some key points. We want some quick information from you just to share with our, with our listeners. And these are the things that really may have helped you as you worked on your journey of significance. So one of the first things we like to know is, is there a favorite book that you have or a current book that you're reading or maybe it's a podcast that you are, are listening to that is important to your journey that you are on right now? Well, I, I mean, I think I'm going to have to go back to like the – 1980s. You know, I, I, there was a movie called Chariots of Fire. I don't know if you've ever saw it, but yep, it yep. is. And, and that, you know, and I was playing. I'm not sure. I think it's for the Chicago Sting at the time, and it was very inspirational. You know, it, I'm a very. I, I like to consider myself very spiritual, so it, it really hit home with me. And and to me, that movie just is. You can. It's timeless. You know, you can watch it today and, and still be getting something very positive out of it. So that, that was very, you know, very important to me at that time. And that kind of stuck with me forever. Yeah, you know, some of the classic movies that are out there are really those great movies to go back and, and watch. And watch them not necessarily from the entertainment value, but can you watch them from the, the learning experience and the growth oh, experience? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. Absolutely. How about a yeah. quote? Yeah. Is there, is there a quote that you that that you um, that that sticks with you on a daily basis? Or are you are you like a lot of our listeners? You have a bunch of different quotes. Well, I think that, I think in the past several years, I became a real fan of Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's he's a great one of the greatest spiritual leaders of today. You know, non-denominational, just a great spiritual leader. And he had a quote that kind of stuck with me, and it's. You know, realizing that the present time is all we have. To me, that is so important, okay, because, you know, if, we, if you think about what we're saying is you and I talking right now, this is really all we have. Okay, we're not guaranteed 10 minutes from now. We're not guaranteed the future. So just to take the moment that we have and get the most out of it. And that really works when we go back and look at having dinner with your family after your child's game. On that moment is so important in, the, in your child's development because what the parent says to that child at that moment can make or break his day. So there's so many things you can take out of that and apply it to your, you know, your life as a coach, as a parent. So to me, that that's very important. 
You know, of, of all the quotes we hear on a regular basis, I, I hear a couple of them at the same time, or, or, or over and over again, or I've, I've read them or they're my quotes, but this is the first time I've heard this one, and I really like this one. Um, I think there's I a lot of power in what you, just, you know, what you said that, you know, even can you just stop for a second before and think about what you're going to say before you say it, because you can never get that back. No, and I- and but when you really think about what we just said, you you know you just said it. I just said, it, you know, thinking about the present moment. I mean, you and I talking right now. This this is great, right? This is, you know, we might have an impact on somebody. Listen to us. Listen to this tomorrow or the next day, or whatever it might be. But enjoying the conversation we're having together is really is really important. Yeah, great. How about a daily habit? I, you know, as, as I started to do this podcast, one of the things that I really became aware of in studying my influencers is every single one of them had a daily habit that they stick to that have allowed them to reach the levels that they have. Do you have a daily habit? Yeah, I was thinking about that. And, and this one, I, it hasn't been a daily habit for long, but I've been working at it is you know, when you go to bed at night, and this is really difficult to do, but take every moment of that day going backwards. So from the moment you pull the sheet up and lay down in your, on your pillow, is to go back to when you had breakfast and try to remember every moment and what kind of an effect you had on that moment. And that is, first of all, very difficult to do, but it, it really helps you look at your day in a different way. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Tim, you're blowing me away with with a couple of these things. These are just new concepts and ideas. I, that's what I love about this podcast and, and talking with with the different guests we've had. Is every day I'm learning something new myself, and this has just been that that is one. I'm gonna have to think about that one. Damn, um, it's hard to do. But I, just so you know, I didn't make that up. Okay, so right. you know, I this is something I learned through just my readings and things. Some, you know, somebody said tried doing this, and it's really difficult. I mean, I have trouble getting past brushing my teeth before I went to bed. You know, right. I mean, that's because you don't really think about what you're doing during the day after that. You're just flying through it. But I think it goes back to it'll actually really start to have you focus on this concept of time because, and I've really been I've been intentional at talking about time and thinking about the time that I have because again once you ha- once once it's gone it's gone and yeah. going through this type of exercise could really have you e- examine your time and, and what you're doing with your moments. Yeah, Christian, how old are you? If you, if you don't mind me asking. I, I'm 49. Okay, so. You know, so I'm a little bit older than you, and, and really, you know, being 49, how fast this goes, okay? I mean, I mean, it's just a blur. Right. You know, so, and so if you can focus on the present time, the present moment, it just makes it, makes your time more enjoyable. You know, right. so you're, you're, you're dead on on that, and focusing on time, because that is, a, it is all we really have, yeah. you know, and it, it, it's a good time. So our last question in the halftime yeah. segment is... What is your measuring stick for achieving significance in your life today? In other words, what uh, you know, I, I don't like using the word goals, but that's where people, people associate with goals. But I really want to know, how are you measuring, are you achieving significance today in your life? Well, I mean, there's, I just like to look, like I'm not a, I'm a big picture guy when it comes to business and stuff, but, you know, that. Uh, to me, it's just about the, moment, the little moments that make the big picture. So, I mean, I could 
I just want to, I don't know how you're going to say this, but you just, I want to have an impact on people that I meet. I don't care if it's at the grocery store, you know, just saying hi to somebody because you find out from, we're all the same. Okay. We all have the same, we're all, you know, we're all, you know, we're all got the same spirit per se. You know, we're all, we're all doing the same thing. We all have the same thoughts. We all have the same fears. We, have, we all have the same thing. And just striking up a conversation with somebody that you don't know, I remember that at the end of the day. So that, that to me, is, you know, if I'm out and about and if, if I just ignore saying hello to somebody, that bothers me. So if I can have an impact with people, to me, that, that makes my day. You know, making the money and doing the different things you have to do, that's part of it, but not the important part for me. Yeah, so you, you asked, I don't know how to quite say it, I think you did a great job of saying it, and it, you know, what I wrote down in the notes is, you know, I just look at the little moments in the big picture every day and make sure I'm making an impact on every person I meet. And It is, yeah. I mean, I mean, sometimes I feel a little too spiritual saying it like that, you know what I mean, so people right. think I'm, you know, I'm out there, but everybody thinks that same way. They really right. do. And and I and I think if that's how you're measuring your life and you and you go through every day and when you go back to your daily habit, did I do that today? Yep. You know you've met your goals or you know that you're living up to that measuring stick of what you set to become significant. And I and I really yeah, like it, that. Uh, yeah, me too. It just makes you, I don't know, it just makes you enjoy the the moments. You know, just right. better. Great. Well, before we go into the second half, we're going to hear a little bit more about the Volta's Athlete of Significant program. At Volta, we challenge teams and individuals to have the mindset that significance is far more rewarding than success. This paradigm shift is a game changer. The journey to success is always revealed through achieving significance. Over the last 20 years as a college coach, I've identified one profound statement to be true. One's true potential extends beyond the field. The journey of significance has compounding effects for teams, coaches, and athletes who desire to go beyond the X's and O's. Coaches and athletes who consistently exhibit the 12 traits of significance will always achieve peak performance. Talent certainly comes into play, but more importantly, being an athlete or a coach of significance will make a difference in you experiencing the ultimate level of satisfaction through sports. Volta solutions include multifaceted leadership and personality assessments, dynamic and engaging e-learning platforms, and coaching and mentorship programs designed to stretch and grow the authentic leader in you. By bringing over 1,000 hours of experience in leading workshops, seminars, and keynote speaking, Volta's programs are easy to implement, can be completed on your time schedule, and are customized to fit your budget and team size. You will notice an immediate and significant improvement in your teams. It's time to step up your game. For once you've tasted significance, success will never satisfy. Tim, as we go into the second half, this is this is I, I just love going into the second half because the second half is where we've we've taken what we've learned at halftime, we've taken what we've learned through the first half experience, and we want to embrace the failures that we've had or the disappointments we've had during the first half of our lives. So I'd like you to talk a little bit about this embracing of failures that you've had and how they've become stepping stones to living a life of significance for you. 
Yeah, that, that's that's a great question because there's you know there's everybody has several failures, um, but one of them that really sticks out to me is probably the first year I played professionally in Minnesota. You know, I came from college and we were like runner up for national championship. You know, so we came from a very good program, and you know, I was like a goal scorer. You know, playing every minute. So I show up in Minnesota. They play three Americans. You know, that's the NASL rule. They have three Americans on the field. So you, you're fighting with the Americans to play. So, you know, the first opening game of the um, season at home, I am in the stands. I'm not even dressing. So <laughs> obviously, obviously I'm ticked off, you know. So, so all, I, you know, for you know, first several games I was sitting in the stands. So I'm like, this is not going to be fun. But instead of embracing it and, and trying to, you know, get better, which I worked at getting better, but mentally and with my wife, I would just criticize the other American players, how bad they were, you know, and I just, I finally realized, you know, five games in, six games into the season, I go, what am I doing? Because all I was doing is hurting myself because I, you know, I couldn't play any bigger. Everything I was doing came right back at me. So I, I learned quickly just to, be happy for other people's success, and you you'll get yours, and it and it worked. You know, it took it took quite some time, but I you know I finally got back into the field, onto the field, and playing, and and then you know then I had a successful career. But it came from just and my you know my wife and I looked at each other and we were disappointed, and I was disappointed in myself, and I'm sure she was too because she was listening to it. So it, it just it just worked. You know, it just made me a better all-round person moving forward in my life and that and that to me was probably my biggest disappointed in myself and biggest turnaround so which i'm happy about <laughs> i i i just th- this is just fantastic tim because you know we we just talked about the the athlete significance platform and within one of the things in the athlete significance platform we talk about exactly what you just said and, and what we talk about is we need to stop focusing on me and worrying about who I am and why I'm not getting what I want and not getting what, it, you know, what I feel I deserve. And when we start focusing on our teammates and being happy for them and helping them with their success, all of a sudden opportunities are going to open up for us. And this they did. Is, this did. is absolutely a perfect example. Even at the professional level, this can happen. We need our kids to know this, that stop focusing on me and focus on we and focus on your teammates and their successes. And in doing so, opportunities are going to open. So, so what, what opportunity opened up for you after you came to that realization? Well, I mean, I think the realization was that I needed to get better, right? right? Okay. So I, I, needed to be a, I needed to be a better player. And, then, and that really came from my wife, all right? My, First of all, my wife was like a player herself. I mean, she lived and, and breathed my playing career. I mean, you know, her dad played baseball and stuff, so she, she was part of that life. And she said, Tim, maybe you need to get better. And I'm like, really? You know, I'm better. I'm fine. You know, <laughs> you know that's just the argument, but it, it, I did. And so I literally, I literally went to a park on my own. My wife came as well, and I worked at getting myself better just to, get, just to feel like I was doing something extra so I could have an edge. And by doing that little extra, I started to improve at training because I just felt like I was doing something more to get better. So that, that, that kind of stuck with me my whole career. So anytime I 
start feeling like I wasn't playing well. And if I would just go, you know, lift weights a little extra, whatever it might be, it felt like it gave me an edge. So when I showed up at training, I was better. And I was better. And it was probably just mental, but it just gave me that edge. So that, that to me, you know, it just was awakening up of, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're not as good. <laughs> you know, we're not as good as we always, everybody thinks we are. You know, you just, there's always room for improvement no matter what we're doing. Exactly. So let, let's 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 take this a, a little bit further. Um, I've 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 re- really been taking a deep dive in this whole concept of what you just talked about because I think it's so important for for our youth and for our coaches to really understand this process and the, and they call it this this really this journey of significance and how we go through this journey of significance. And the first part of the journey is often it's about what my coaches are doing and they're not doing enough for me to be able to play. That, that's that first world that we're in, and, and, and you, were, right. you were kind of there. You were sitting there saying, why am I not playing? Coach, do you not see what I have? And that right. next, the next step we take is, you know what, I need to have some responsibility for my own development, and so I take it upon myself to have some responsibility for some development. And you, you clearly talked about how you went onto that aspect of your journey. The next step that I talk about is that, I want to be responsible for the success of my teammates. And when I become responsible for the success of my teammates, I start to have more success. Did you find when you actually changed your mindset of working on yourself and helping yourself and you went into training sessions with your teammates, did you find that you started to be to, to try to help them in their success and that helped you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it came just from being – I was positive, you know, so everything was a positive outflow. So if it was comments I made to them or – you know, and, and what happened is the comments came back. You know, I would have a good training session, and the foreign players, the American players, were like, you know, Tim, good training. You know, so it just changed the whole outlook on everything. Okay, so, you know, it, it's just, you know, if you, it's like complaining about something all the time doesn't get you anywhere, right? It just, it, you know, you just you end up falling into that trap of it's somebody else's fault or, or whatever it might be. It's that old cartoon that you see out right now. Like, you know, in the 1950s, parents would go, go in to see a teacher and, you know, the, the teacher was scolding the parents like, you know, you need to start helping your child. Now it's reversed. You know, the parents are scolding the teacher. <laughs> right. Is that what I said? You know, yeah. and, you know like, what, why aren't you taking care of my kid? How come he got to be? You know, it's never the kid's fault anymore. Right. Or it's never, you know, and, and the player is always, it's not my fault. You know, right. you know, it's always that, that concept, and it's not right. But I think when, once, you, once you turn it into a positive, it just starts changing everything into a positive. Right. And so we, we, what I, we like to say with, within our, our Athletes Significance program, we say that the, the final stage of this journey is that we start to focus on others together and that helps our team even grow even more so we become a, even a better athlete when i work with others to help others and so that that's the ultimate level that we want to get to did you find or did you have have you had that experience in in your in your career where you've worked with a team and you started to help others and the satisfaction you've gotten from that oh absolutely i mean it's I mean, it's probably no different than opening the door for a little, uh, a little old lady. It's, it's the same kind, the same feeling you get, right? It, like if you're helping your teammates, you know, if, if I'm a player and now as a coach or as in my business, you know, if you're helping a family, you can, you can just see 
the happiness that you can give them through your support. And it comes right back to you. I mean, you, you know, you walk out of talking with people or working with kids feeling really good, you know, and I find that all the time in, in my, you know, when I do soccer trainings with families, you know, with individuals, even it's just being uh, my positive feeling goes right into, and they, they, they will come back to me and say, Tim, you know, you, he trained with you for, the parents will say, he trained with you for three days. He's so much better. And I said, it's nothing to do with about playing. You know, I didn't make him a better player. I just made him more positive. So he's playing freer. And that's really what it is. You know what's, what's, what's the beauty about this podcast, and you and I talked about it before we got started, is that not once have we talked about the X's and O's, yet we're talking about right. players reaching new levels of significance. Right, because, I mean, you know from going to coaches' conventions, you know, the X's and O's really haven't changed from 1950. They just got new names put on them. Exactly, okay, so, exactly. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the formation might be, you know, all, all that stuff is, is good, and, and you need to understand some of it. But, you know, the bottom line is you got 10 players against their 10 players, and, and if you got 10 players that are really feeling good about themselves, you're going to have a pretty damn good team. Right. Well, that wraps up our first, our uh, second half. And what I'd like to do is we like to go into the locker room. And when we get into the locker room, what I like to talk about that is I like to talk about that's where we start to leave a legacy, the legacy questions. And again, all, all people that have been influencers in my life, the people that have been significant mentors in my life, they've been significant because, number one, they want to leave a legacy. And what can I do in part of leaving that legacy? And, and then at the end of the day, I want to start to leave my legacy. And so when we talk about these legacy questions, I know you talked a little bit about a couple of, uh, uh, you know, some stuff from learning from embracing from failure, but I'd like to talk a little bit about the business side maybe for, for the entrepreneurs that are out there that listen to us. What has been your aha moment as a businessman in leaving a legacy? Well, I think it's, um, I think it's just being able to help. I, what I found out and you know this as well, but I found but I found out there's this this real lack of education for kids on you know on moving to the next level to play. So what what I my legacy of which I hopefully is is just that I'm able to help as many kids as possible understand the process that they want to play at the collegiate level or whatever level they're trying to get to on how to get there. Okay, and and not you know not starting at eight years old. None of that, but just understanding the commitment it takes on the field. And then if you're going to be a collegiate player, the commitment it takes off the field academically in order for you to have success. And I, and it's probably been in the last 10 years with the business that we run um, and with Choose It Right, which is a, you know, a, new, a new company, a new branded company, is that we really focus on educating the kids so they make a better decision. And the reason being is I had a son who went to Stanford and played soccer. So when he graduated, you know, he was standing there with his kid, with his fellow teammates. And, and my son James had a scholarship, but the other ones had partial scholarships. So they were financially in trouble. So we wanted to create a, an atmosphere or create a business surrounding the college search process it kind of changed the way kids look at, at schools, and it really is working. Okay, it really is working. You know, we're we're helping 100% of high school students, not just the student athletes, and 
if I can leave a legacy, it's just that we're able to inform families and help kids move on and have a successful career after college. And that's really our goal. That's great. So let's go, let's go one more step because this is the one question I love because I always get something out of this. What do you know right now that we need to know in order for us to grow? Well, I think it just goes back to um, living in the present time. Okay, so I don't think there's much more to, to that. I mean, I could come up with some crazy answer there, but I think that's, what, that's where I go to. Okay, so, and I, and I feel real comfortable with that as an answer. I, that's great, and sometimes the simplest answer is the best answer. Just live yeah, in the I, present yeah. time. I agree. I agree. That, that, that's, that's all that needs to be said. Well, as we go into the postgame, the postgame is I like to uh, just talk a little bit about what you're doing now, and you, you've mentioned a little bit about what you're doing, but uh, why don't you share with our audience specifically what you're doing and where they, can, uh, where they can reach out to your resources? Sure. I mean, it's, the company is called Choose It Right, all right, and we're a web-based company that helps families just simplify the college search process. You know, we work with students and student athletes, you know, and our, our main customer per se is the student athlete, just because of our backgrounds, um, you know, Taylor's involved, my son, James, my daughter, Alexandra, everybody's involved in the business because we, you know, we, we as a family believe in helping, helping other kids move through the process too, because we've had such great success. The, the program itself is so simple. We made it extremely affordable for families, and and we it will help families just kind of think differently. And we really want families to get away from just attending schools that they know. We want them to explore all options so they can actually have um, a real educated decision. And we can do that for families in a very simple and easy way. I mean, again, the company is chooseitright.com, and if you – backslash Twelman Soccer, so chooseitright.com backslash Twelman Soccer, you'll find some substantial discounts for families as well. Tim, I'd love to just thank you for, for coming on the show. This has been a, a great, great just talking with you and that hearing that, you know, where your journey has been and especially your journey with your, with your kids and, and, and how you've taken that journey to really make an impact and become significant in this world of sports. Yeah, Christian, thanks. I appreciate it. And I, I think what you're doing um, with your peak performance podcast is tremendous. I really do. Because, I mean, you, if you can reach coaches and parents and kids as you plan, it's, it's going to be very successful. And plus, you're going to really have an impact on families. This has been the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, where each week we look forward to mentoring you to discover significance and realize that your own peak performance extends beyond the field. The Peak Performance Mentor Podcast is brought to you by Volta, where athletes of significance are born. Learn more about the Volta programs, the Athlete of Significance Recruiting Education, the Athlete of Significance Coaching Education, the Athlete of Significance Sports Camps, and the Athlete of Significance Mission Trips at our website, www.voltacoach.com backslash AOS.